Good morning. Oh, mics were turned up hot. Good morning. And welcome in to the Blitz. Happy Friday. Friday. Live here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Live on Fan Run Radio. Here with you on this Friday, February 3rd. For the next couple of hours, getting you to your lunch break. Getting you to your weekend. Charlie Collier, Andy Brock. Big show coming. Big show. Balls, Auburn tomorrow. Top Return 25. Pearl. That always gets yeah. people going. You know, you kind of forget about that now. Back to town. Or at least I kind of forget about that now. That like, I still, I don't know. Anytime Auburn know. comes to town, it's not just Auburn coming to town. It's like Bruce Pearl's back in town. I, uh, man, there was this girl I was in love with in high school, right? <laughs> and uh, she just put on her Instagram like last week that she's pregnant now and like moving in with this guy. Nice. Made me think of Bruce. Uh, of Bruce. Okay. Because that feeling was like the exact same feeling as when Auburn went to the Final Four. Gotcha. I, I like see that. where you're getting at should, now. Should have been me. Should have been us. Love of your life is with someone else. Yeah, you know. Living life and being successful. Exactly. Man. <clears throat> so, I, I don't know. I Maybe still, he feels still, the same way sometimes when he sees think, that number oh, two I think, ranking. I think he definitely see, feels the same way. Yeah, I bet he does. I mean, it would never, ever, ever, ever happen. But, like, hypothetically, if Rick Barnes retired and you offered Bruce Pearl a job, I think he would be in Knoxville mm. as fast as, like, he could drive 120 miles an hour from Auburn to Knoxville. wonder what how he felt, like, seriously, when Tennessee won the SEC tournament last March. I bet there was a little bit of – I know he beat Tennessee in an SEC championship right. game, so maybe not as bad. But I bet a I little bet bit of it was like, hmm, like I never, I never got to do that with them. Oh, I'm yeah, glad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they accomplished that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I th- he definitely maybe still, not though. I think he still <laughs> definitely has like love for his time here, but he's the enemy tomorrow. Yeah, enemy tomorrow. Enough, enough of the sentimentals. Yeah. Um, Auburn coming to town though, and of course we got the Pro Bowl flag football game of this course. weekend. How could you forget? It is. It's weird, right? It's the first <clears throat> Friday. That we've had on this show since August, really, since before Labor Day or what is it, Memorial Day, Labor Labor Day, since before yeah. Labor Day, that you know there hasn't been football to talk about the next weekend. Even then, we had uh, Week Zero in yeah. Dublin. Yeah, I mean, we were <laughs> Nebraska we were joking Northwestern. About, you know, Mike Eckler or whatever playing in a was it Eckler? It was yeah, I think it I was think Mike Eckler, Eckler playing in, in a in an international game in Dublin when he was in like. Or no, was it was it the days. Germany game or Germany game something that overseas? Yeah, like we were laughing about that. Felt like just yesterday, and it does. Yeah, an entire college football season is coming gone, and NFL season's coming gone. There's just one left, and yeah, first time, mm. no football to talk about this weekend, besides I, the the flag football game, which in a way feels kind of sad. But <laughs> you know what? I'm also pretty excited to get into February and get into March and. You know, get into college basketball, college baseball around the corner. Yeah, no, I, again, this is my favorite time of the year. I love college basketball. I love the uh, bracketology. I love getting into March. I love all that. Love college baseball. So it, it does. it is sad, but you quickly move on to the next, you know. There's no time to be sad about it until you're two months before football season. That's really when you're sad about it. When you're in the, in the summer, not much going on. A little baseball game here and there. That's when you can be like, ah. Dang it. But now this is a good time. 
Good time. Uh, I got Kim Palm on my tab open every day. <laughs> Checking some scores. I, uh, I, for the first time this week, we got Bubble Watch. I don't know if you're familiar with Bubble Watch. Now everyone does a Bubble Watch, right? You see it on yeah, you all see the it everywhere. publications. But it started, like, I, I think over 10 years ago with Eamon Brennan, a writer that at the time was on ESPN. And he was the only one that was doing it. It was him and another guy that, that started it. And for, I don't know, 12 years, it's been my, my favorite article. I, I don't. I just really like mm. his writing, I guess. I really like the way it's set up. I just, it's always super long, and I always love it. I mean, he went to The Athletic, and I started paying for The Athletic solely so I can continue to read Bubble Watch. And every year, when that first one drops, usually around the start of February, it's just like, oh, man. Good feeling. Go. Yeah. Here we go. Like, that is... <clears throat> One of the best feelings. It dropped earlier this week. So, mm. You know, it is that time of year. We got some some weird teams on the bubble this year. There's going to be one team that gets left out. Like, the, Who's going to be the Texas A&M of last year? It could be Texas A&M again. They, they go back-to-back years on the bubble, on the bad end of the bubble. I kind of... Uh, They're right there. I feel like I feel like Florida. Florida's there Florida now too. Florida and A and M. One of them Kentucky's will be last there. four in. One of them will be first four. Arkansas out. is starting to get there. Arkansas, they're know, starting Ricky, to get Ricky there. Council's been hooping lately. Yes, but the team yeah, is, no, they, I mean, is they, on the bubble now. Yeah, squarely. Um, Charleston, our darlings. Charleston, out if they don't win their conference right now, our darlings. Like they're on the wrong side of what the. What happened to Charleston? That uh. Hofstra happened in a, a very loose non-conference schedule. And Drexel. Oh, they lost to Drexel, too? Last night. Oh, my gosh. I missed that. I I had a long night. Yeah. I did not catch that. Wow. Darlings. So oh. now they're def- – oh, they were out before they lost to Drexel. Yep. Like, they were on the – wow. Okay. Tough. They lost 70-69 to to the Drexel Dragons. Mm-hmm. Three losses I, now. FAU, I, you see FAU? Our mid-majors are going down. Longest win streak in the nation. Fell to UAB last night. And you know, Jelly. He's dangerous. Watch out. Um, How are you today, though? You got... I'm good. You got a good good Friday happening? I'm good. Good uh, broadcast last night? Yeah, little Lady Vols, uh, old Miss action last night. Two top four teams in the SEC. I was on site. I was there. It was fun. Um, very physical game. Defense, like a good defensive game. Clearly, I mean, Tennessee men's team, very defensive. But uh, love watching a good defensive battle. That's what it was. Both teams playing hard. Nice little double-digit win. And the Lady Vols got a, a big-time win over a good Ole Miss team. Um, Ole Miss's head coach uh, after the game, Coach Yo, she's great. She said, uh, Lady Vols should be ranked. Made the statement. She said, I don't know why they aren't. Put it in perspective, all eight of uh, Tennessee's losses are against teams in the top 17. Yeah, it's just like, I it's feel crazy. like as soon as Tennessee beats a top 25 team, I feel like they'll be ranked. But the problem is the only top 25 teams on the schedule in the SEC right now are just LSU and South Carolina. And those two teams have been impossible to beat this year. They're a combined, you know, LSU almost lost. Last night in overtime, beat mm-hmm. Georgia, I saw that. Came up on my TV. I tried to watch it, but I can't. So good night for you. 
Mm-hmm. Good night. How about you? You got a haircut. I did. You're a new man. I, I am. Completely new. I've never seen you with short hair or without a beard. Here we are. I had short hair for like for like 20 years, probably. Never saw you Roughly. then. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think you did. Uh, <laughs> Never encountered it. Then I just started growing it. I hadn't gotten it cut since the Titans beat the Packers on Thursday Night Football. That was the last time I got it cut the, the day of that game. Wow. Good yeah. day there, but then afterwards, not yeah. good. So you just had to get that hair off. But yesterday, yeah, I just went. <laughs> and I waited there for like 25 minutes, right? And the guy, he's like, oh, Charlie, like, come on over here. He's like, oh, wait, I don't. I don't really cut long hair. Like, I'm not really trained to cut long hair. Oh, that's not a good sign. He's like, you know, you probably should have booked with one of these two guys instead, which, like, I don't know, maybe put on your website, like, hey, this is what we're good at and what we don't Never do. want to hear that. Yeah. But uh, I just told him, what, I trust you. He's like, well, here's what, like, we can do. And I said, eh, just give me give me the, 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 uh, the short version of long hair. And... He was like, all right. And then I just wasn't facing the mirror the whole time, and I could just I kept feeling hair just coming off and coming <laughs> off. I was like, I think I might have short hair after this. And there you go. Sure enough, yeah, he spun me around. I was like, oh, I, I have short hair now. <laughs> the decision was made for well, you. Was cool it's kind of it. like the wheel, you know? Like, you left your fate in I, the hands of this I barber. I kind of like that, you know? I, uh, and he chose for you. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I thought it looked all right. I think I'm just going to stick with this now. It looks good. I like it. I do. It uh, looks great. And then I was just like, well, you know, if I have this hair now, I might as well just really change it up. You yeah. Know, I'll just start rocking a mustache. Yeah. You're a completely new man. So now I'm just a mustache, short hair guy. Yeah. That's after being long hair, beard guy for like three years. It's just, it, it turned February, Groundhog's Day. It's time for big changes, right? That's yeah. What I that mean, day means. Staten Island Chuck saw a shadow. Oh, did he? He did. Is that a good thing? Or bad it thing. is okay. It's a good thing. Yeah, winter is gone, and so, so Staten is my Island long guy says Staten Island Chuck short. is better too. Yeah, Phil says long winter. Staten Island says short winter. Staten we... Island Chuck hits eighty percent of the time. Wow, he does. Um, you got any good big stats. plans this weekend? Anything fun going on? Uh, Tennessee Auburn tomorrow. Tennessee Auburn tomorrow. You I'm, gonna go? I'm not going, but I will be watching. You should go. Be keeping a close eye. Um, yeah, yeah, just just go. I could go. I could. Still TBD. I might end up there. Um, other than that, you know, pretty chill weekend. Nothing too big. Nothing too big at all. Um, I've had back-to-back weekends away from Knoxville, so it'll be good to good to stay in the home city. Watch yeah. some basketball. Absolutely. Watch some flag football. That's what. When can I ever say that? At Chili's. At Chili's. I love Chili's. We'll be there. Love Chili's. All right. What about you? What about you? Uh, I was going to go home this weekend. It was. It's my grandmother's birthday on the seventh. Happy and, birthday! And uh, we we're gonna have a family birthday celebration. But my cat has to have surgery today now. Oh, that's the verdict. Yeah. Not wow. Great. Apparently, he just has swallowed something, and it's just stuck in his stomach. Oh man. Yeah. I guess he just ate something he should not have. Surgery today. Yeah. Like probably in like quick turnaround during the show. During the show. All right. Well, this show is for Rocco. For you, Rocco. We're thinking about Rocco. Yeah. In his surgery. So hours. I guess, like, if I do get a phone call, I might have to just like step out briefly, and we'll just have to monologue. That's fair. I'll I'll go solo. Yeah. I can do that. Just for like a minute or two, but yeah. So the cat's having surgery. So Man. Now, now I. I'm not going home. You are stuck I will here. Be here with the cat. Poor Rocco, man. Yeah. I'm, what a tough one. You know. 
Rocco's a good one. Doesn't deserve to have to go through it's surgery. Cat. Yeah. Great cat. Great cat. Well, I'm really curious to figure out what he ate. Because they said they like we don't really know exactly what it was. They're, they're gonna figure it out. Yeah. And they're just like they were like, hey, it kind of looks like a bottle cap. They're like maybe Ooh. not. It's like it doesn't really have like the serrated edges. And I was like, ah. They normally just like eat random stuff on the floor. I didn't think they do. Uh, yeah, I didn't so know I don't that. know. I didn't. I, I didn't take cats for. I you know dogs put whatever they want like in their teeth. That's why I think he it. must have been like playing with something and like just swallowed it. Somehow swallowed it. It's kind ah, of impressive. Yeah. I'm. I'm pretty curious though. I've been like just racking my brain about like what could have been dropped on the floor, and gone unnoticed. Because I mean, Rocco is a pretty small cat too. Yeah, he's not. Not like it's gonna big. eat anything medium sized. Pretty, it has to be like I asked decently if it could small. Have been a dice, right? A die. Because mm. like one of them got loose out of a board game, and I saw sure. him playing with it, and I immediately took it and like put it back away. He said it was not that. Oh, so they just know. They know. They knew it's it wasn't that. They, they, they don't know what it is, but they're like, no, no, definitely it's not. Definitely die. not square. So. That's interesting how how the doctor could tell if it's a die or not, but not know what it actually is. What if it's just like something crazy? He just gets mad at me. What if it's just like <laughs> I don't even know what it would be. Just some explosive device somehow <laughs> that you just had lying around your home. Yeah, just I don't I, I don't know what 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 it could be. I don't know, but yeah, so I'll be at home now. Also trying to find out. If I can just like find someone to go broadcast Morristown basketball tonight, mm. you don't want to. Well, I need to like pick the cat up from surgery. Yeah, take the yeah. cat with you to the game. That would be absurd. <laughs> I bet it would love to watch some basketball after some surgery. No better way. Spend a Friday after being under the knife. Friday in Sevier County, baby. Yeah. A. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. I'm sure the if you explain your situation. Yeah. Yeah. Just hold. Hold the cat while you broadcast. Keep it in in her crate or his crate or whatever. You uh, you want to broadcast some high school basketball tonight? Not particularly. I can send you down there for me. <laughs> I, I bet you could. I can explain how it it all works. Oh, I bet you could. Yeah. I bet you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, I would. Cool. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a plan. Andy Brock on the call. <laughs> Tune in. Tune in. Trojans. Trojans. Shout out. Lady I know Trojans and the Barretts. Oh, I know a lot the, about this the team. Trojans and the, the Bears. I'm very the I'm Bears. very well prepared for this game. I've been secretly studying uh your Morristown West games, so just in case. I keep everything by hand too, so I can just give you a notebook. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Easy. Perfect. Well, uh we're off and rolling. Got a lot to get into today. I got a fun article from uh Jordan DeJani that we can get into about some okay. potential free agency fits in the NFL. Okay. Obviously going to talk Tennessee-Auburn and uh, a whole lot more. So stay with us here on The Blitz. Going with the whole cat thing. So I don't know. Did anything else like crazy happen too that I missed? <laughs> Not that I know of. I, I mean. I guess Joe Mixon pointed a gun at a woman is like who's now has a warrant for his arrest. You know, I kind of missed that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I'm a little behind as well. Uh, that one popped up while I was at work. So like I still was, I was still locked in a little bit popped up and set up i i laughed at first i felt bad immediately after i laughed at first because i saw a warrant for an arrest and it was like aggravated menacing menacing and i was like oh did he frown at a cashier or did he like uh. <laughs> did he like give someone a mean stare and then immediately the next alert was like accused of pointing gun at woman to intimidate and i was like oh no that is very menacing that is i mean if i had to Think of a, an example of aggravated menacing. I couldn't think of something more perfect than pointing a gun. At but it somebody. does feel like it's just like an evil scowl. Yeah, like I, I think we need a different word for that crime, if we're being honest. Yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah. Menacing should be held purely for emotions and expressions. 
Uh, but yeah, I did. I feel like like that doesn't even those two words next to each other. Like I don't even think that aggravated makes sense. menacing. That's like the same word almost. A little bit. <laughs> you're like giving me a menacing stare because you're aggravated. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I they just, go hand in hand. Doesn't it feels weird? It does. I feel like menacing should at least. I don't know. Anyway, that happened. Um, feels like that's probably not going to work out too well for Mr. Mixon, especially given his history. I guess. No, I think they're looking yeah. for him. Like they looking for him. Like they're, he's currently. They can't find him. Can't find him. Oh, that's definitely not going to work out well for him uh, and his in his no. NFL future. No. Guess the Bengals are now on the market for a running back. Samaj P. Ryan, what are you talking about? What if they just got Samaj? Now, what if they just took like a luxury pick and just snagged Bijan? <laughs> that would be crazy. That would actually be like nuts. But uh, the news of this morning, and somewhat surprising news, at least to me, I thought very surprising. Uh, reports are that after all the recent notifi- notifications, negotiations. The effort to get Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12 and into the SEC one year ahead of schedule has reached a breaking point uh, with talks currently stalled between the conferences, schools, and TV partners. It appears more and more likely that Oklahoma and Texas will not begin SEC play before their contractual start date of the 2025-2026 season. Man. The Big 12's board has a pre-scheduled meeting today in Dallas. Uh, Pete Thamel of ESPN, the first to report that. I thought this was going to happen by 2024. Yeah. I think everyone kind of thought it would. I, I think what, I, what I'm reading here is that they couldn't agree with the, the value of the TV deals. Right. Like, that was the difference. I mean, I think if you're the Big 12, you want Oklahoma and Texas gone. At Probably. Point, yeah. Like, you want to just out. move into the Bottle new phase out. of your conference. You've already... You know, you've got your teams. You've got your BYU and your Houston and your Cincinnati. You have and your to adjust UCF. everything with all these other teams coming you know, in well, now. Like for them, I don't really think they would want two years of Oklahoma and Texas now. Like I, I think they're more than ready to get them gone, get them, get them going out of here. Yeah. And well, so la- they have already announced like right next year's the last Bedlam series. Like last time Oklahoma, Oklahoma, they were already preparing for them to be gone in 2024. Right. They. I mean, they were. Yeah. And. Which they did drop the new Big Twelve schedule this week. It was weird to just Oklahoma just had a brutal slate. Weird to just look at. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Big Twelve wanted them gone, was planning on them being gone because you know also how, how bad of a look would it be for Oklahoma or Texas to win the Big Twelve this yeah. year or the next and then hit the road? You know, like that. Yeah. Diminishes your conference. Demoralizing a little bit. As a little bit. The SEC very obviously wants them in. Yep. That's when the new TV deal with ESPN starts. ESPN very much wants them in as well. But the player in this is all, all the player in all of this is just like Fox. Stingy. Fox He's is just stingy. Be, I mean Fox controls it all. Like, yeah. Regardless of the Big 12 wanting him gone, the SEC wanting him in and ESPN wanting him in, Fox just no, sorry. It's kind of the way it is right now. And and they've been trying to negotiate, they've been trying to negotiate some kind of compensation for Fox, for, uh, you know, them coming early. And, man, it's just not going to work. So, again, it's the negotiations right now. Schools, ESPN and Fox, and the Big 12. That is uh, the notification. The momentum had been building since early December. 
for them to you know leave ahead of schedule. It's really been building since they announced the move in the first place. Uh, the past, after now that the season's you know passed, the past three, four weeks, uh, n- negotiations just have really really <coughs> ramped up apparently, r- reportedly, uh, between the conferences and then again ESPN and Fox. Uh, they were looking for a way to make the math work. Um, they're trying to satisfy everyone between the school exit fees, ESPN paying for an extra year of its SEC deal, Fox then needing the appropriate compensation for surrendering its two most uh, valuable Big 12 uh, properties, you know, a year early. Because if you're Fox, like, you don't really have a lot of incentive. No. It, making any of these entities happy doesn't matter to you. The only thing that matters is money, and I, I, they have the most leverage here. Um, but like, think about like the Big Twelve basketball tournament. Like, you add, you're going to have a super conference now. Like, you keep, right. you're adding in four other teams, three or four. It's UCF, like, Cincinnati, we were gonna Houston. Get one year of that, which was just going to be like one chaos, really funny one year thing that like, in 2047, you're going to be sitting with. You know, two of your dad friends at a bar and being like, "Hey, you remember that one time and like we had one year of a Big Twelve Super Conference? Like that was supposed like to how be many what teams happened. are going to be in there now? They already have like what twelve? They're going to have fourteen team conference now because they have a they're ten already right now. short. Yeah, so they'll have a four. I they're mean, adding U- UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and what's the other team? That's it, right? Just those three. The uh, the current Big Twelve deal. Right now, it was agreed to in the fall, six years, $2.2 billion. Uh, it's an extension with both ESPN and Fox. Um, that's really just the largest factor, right? You know, it just... They've been bound, right, by the, the conference's grant of rights, but uh, <clears throat> that last length of the TV deal that runs through 2025, and, you know, they're just... They're not going to lose out on Texas and Oklahoma nope. in the last year of their deal. That's just that's not going to happen. So too bad, Arch Manning. You got to play in the Big Twelve your first two years, and then oh yes, your junior year where you're probably supposed to be at your best in college football. Welcome to the SEC. Just not even a chance. to uh, prepare. That's actually that is that's funny. Not even a chance to prepare. Like have a year in between your junior year, but your junior year, your year. You know what you this gotta, means, though. You got to welcome to the SEC. There's like a 50% chance now, that, or maybe even like a 60% chance, roughly, that we won't get Arch versus Nico and Neyland. Probably not, no. Could be either no matchup or... Well, they'll play each other, presumably. Yeah. Well, you're going to play... So you're going to play everyone every other year? So like you'll that that the way they're setting it up, you're going to play every team in the SEC, uh, in it like each two years, and you're gonna play in every place each four years, right? So, you know, you'd play Texas one year, maybe the next year you wouldn't, then the next year you would again, and instead of home, it'd be away. So like it's gonna be every other. So like, they're gonna play each other presumably, junior or senior year, but they also might not. They probably won't be there for a senior year either. So. Yeah, mm. and that is that was something I was going to look forward to. Um, I can't wait to see Tennessee Texas play. That's the one. I'm, that's the one I'm really looking in football. To. Like, the, when was the last time they played in football? I don't know. I it really has don't. to have been I, a long time. Yeah, I, I can't wait for them to play. Really, in all sports too. 
Like, I think that's going to be a really fun baseball yeah. series. It's gonna oh, be, yeah. Obviously, it's been a fun basketball series. But, yeah, I, that out of all the football I'm looking forward to, I, the, the one that I'm most looking forward to is, like, getting Texas in Neyland Stadium. They've played three times in history, Tennessee and Texas in football. Texas has won two. Uh, Tennessee has won one. Uh, the last time they have played each other was... 83. Come on. Um, whoa. Um, this is not making sense. Oh, yeah. Last time they played each other was 1969. Oh. Nice. Um, the weirdest part about all of this, though, right, is... Not next year, but the year after next, 2024-2025, like that season, that's supposed to be the season of change, right? That's the hard reset. That's when – What do you mean? That's when the 12-team playoff starts. Oh, yeah. That's when – Yeah. No, no, no. Is that not 2024? Yeah, 2024, 2025, like that season. Oh, no, but they're not joining until 2025, 2026. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. them getting there early, like, that was supposed to be a big – like, 2024 is supposed to be the reset, right? Because that's when the new playoffs start. Okay, so you're, that's when everyone UCLA, should just switch over. We start fresh. Well, that's we when are. UCLA and USC uh, moves to the Big Ten. That'll yeah. be their first year there. You know, I assume – I think there's also, like, several other mid-major – or, I mean, not mid-major. I'm in college basketball mode. Group of five conference realignments that go set then. Some uh, reclassifications that start 2024 and 2025. And that was also supposed to be okay. Here's your new, here's your new Big Ten. Here's your new SEC. Here's your new Power Five, and here's your shiny playoff. You know that was what that year was supposed to be. And now the uh, one of the big cogs in that Texas and Oklahoma is just delayed, and it really doesn't feel like they're going to find a way out. I mean, again, you know, it, it can make all the sense in the world, but the TV partners can't reach a deal. They can't reach a deal. Who who are the Pac-12 going to add to replace USC and UCLA? I mean, surely San Diego State is a no-brainer, right? Do you think about Gonzaga? I know they don't really have football. No. I don't think Gonzaga would do it. I mean, you'd have to have a football team. Yeah. San Diego State, though, they're pretty good on both. I mean, I think they would potentially explore Mountain West SMU. schools. But I don't, I don't I mean, I still don't know if they're going to replace them. They're just going to go down to, like, 12. Okay. They are the Pac-12. the Pac-12 and actually be 12. But in basketball, think about basketball. They're losing UCLA. That The conference is already not good, and they just lost one of their best teams. Yeah. I mean, USC's hope, I mean, probably top you, you five. I hope that, you know, Oregon gets back on track. Man. And then got Arizona you know, still. Arizona, and then, you know, they're just going to be, like, somebody. Maybe. Maybe. Because I still don't think, like, Expansion is largely about money. I just don't think – I forget what it was, but I remember when, when all this went down, getting into it pretty extensively, and I remember coming to the conclusion that adding any of those Mountain West schools really wouldn't actually accomplish much at all from a value perspective. Maybe not. But I, I would still be in, you know, in favor of, hey, San Diego State, Fresno State, you're in the Pac-12 now. Congrats. <laughs> You've made it. You're here. You're out west. Pretty good. Have fun. Let's do it. Brady Hoke, back to the Power Five. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I think San Diego State would be an easy easy choice, in my opinion. I can't wait to watch UCF bully Texas on like at home. 
Yeah, that's, so how, how do we think that those teams are going to fare? Wait, I, BYU just smacked Oh, yeah, Texas BYU around. is the fourth. That's the yeah, fourth. Yeah. I was forgetting BYU since Forgetting Cincinnati. BYU. Man, BYU being a Big 12 team just sounds odd. BYU and Big 12 basketball, that's when it's going to really feel weird. Yeah, I'm really in basketball mode right now, so it's just like they're getting Houston, which is great for the Big 12, and the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball, but, man. Those Kansas-Houston games are about to be. Oh, my oh goodness. Gosh. Well, the thing about it, like, the Big 12 is already the best, but that's a lot of, in part because they're, they're top to bottom extremely good. You're going to, I think, finally, you're still going to be the, maybe the best conference in basketball, but you're going to have more teams that are at the bottom now that like I mean like UCF and BYU and UC, Cincinnati we've also seen going to get UCF, beat up on. <laughs> we've also seen UCF, Cincinnati and be good at times, yes. BYU like have the ability to produce good basketball teams so they can in get the there. last couple they of can years. Get there. So there's also do you think the status of them being in the Big 12 instead elevates those programs up to where you'd still have like <laughs> a, a super conference? I don't know. Oh, Cincinnati has been like close to one seeds in the very recent you know, yeah, I mean, they just passed. had like a weird firing and like rock, roster exodus and like some Shout turnover Mick after Cronin. Mick Cronin and have not really been. I mean, it's just been like Jared Cumberland or someone trying to like <laughs> drag them to the finish line. And it's just been bad roster after. But Wes Miller, I think, uh, former North Texas coach or North Northern Kentucky coach that's now at uh, Cincinnati. I believe that's who it is. Wes Miller. I think that's who it is. Wes Miller I, is the coach at Cincinnati. Am I tripping? It's Wes Miller. Right. Yeah, from Northern Kentucky, he was uh, the Norse's coach. For no, a while. he was at UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro. Ah, you're right. You're right. Great. UNC Greensboro was a good team. No, those UNCG teams were were nasty. Very good. I wonder if he will get Cincinnati turned around. I feel like, like the last two years, I feel like there's been a couple times where I've been like, all right, Cincinnati, they're making some strides, and then immediately they're not again. He hasn't been at Cincinnati for that long though. Two, like right? Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're six and four in the American Conference, fifteen and eight. We had that UCF team that should have beat Duke if the referees. Taco, Taco Fall. Yeah, that Taco team. They should have won that game. Yeah, they got screwed. What do we think is the hottest coach on the market after this year? Hottest coach on the market. We think Randy Bennett will ever leave St. Mary's. No, he could get a job anywhere though. Probably T- could. Maybe T.J. Otzenberger. You think he he or would Jerome leave? Or Jerome Tang? I think. Think Sean uh, Shaka Smart will get upgraded from Marquette? Eh, I don't think know. he's got any more life to him, shelf life. No, Jerome Tang. You think uh, unless maybe like the Texas I think job? Otenberger or Tang. I mean, I think could like, get the Texas those job. Those are kind of like. But Ronnie Terry might just keep the Texas yeah, job. Yeah, like, I, I don't necessarily think the Texas job, but I think if any of the like the big jobs come open, those will be guys that get looked at. Maybe um, from like the lower tier. What about maybe uh, Kelsey at Charleston? But I don't know. Uh, what What about the guy at Rutgers? Uh, Steve Steve Pykel, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Good defensive coach right there. Maybe I feel I mean, I feel like good defensive coaches don't get people as excited, but I like Pykel <laughs> a lot. Or uh, Leon Rice at Boise State, he's been there forever. He's got uh, he got the Broncos looking good last two years. Maybe some of these coaches just like staying where they're at though, you know. Do we think, uh, I mean, clearly one of the hottest names for a while now has has been Ed Cooley. Do you think he ever leaves Providence? No. You really don't? I mean, he's been there for over 10 years, so I get it. But he hasn't had ever the success as much at Providence as he has had in the last two years. 
I don't think so. I do love me some Ed Cooley. Great coach. I mean, he could get a job at a Power 5 pretty easy. Pretty easy. Hey, he's already out of Power 6. You're right. You're right. I forget you add in the 6. Don't disrespect them. I'm not disrespecting the Big East. The they're one thing they're, we they're don't, probably the better than the SEC. Doing over, uh, the Blitz will never do is disrespect no, no, no. the Big East. No, no, no. I'm not. They're, they're better than the we SEC. Are a, we are a Big East show. They're better than the SEC. We but, the hey, East. definitely Dusty May out of Florida Atlantic. Maybe uh, maybe Bryce Drew over at Grand Canyon gets another try. He was at Vanderbilt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Grand Canyon's been as good this year. Did they switch conferences? They might have. I don't, I, no, I don't think they did. They didn't. Anyway, we'll catch <laughs> a break. Uh, we'll switch gears on the other side. Stay with us here on The Blitz. Does your business need storage space? Do you need... Still got uh, still got one more game left in the NFL season. Obviously, the big one out in Arizona next weekend. Who are you for? Chiefs. You for the Chiefs? I Me too. Despise the Eagles, which is in, I actually really I like Eagle. I, I like oh because Eagles of AJ Brown. I, I just even before. Are you gonna be sad if AJ Brown wins Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's gonna hurt me. It's gonna be hard. You know what's really gonna hurt me though? What? If Brett Kern wins the Super Bowl. Oh, I yeah. I said that with a straight face. That, like, no, 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 no. That is that is a big Brett, deal. If Brett Kern wins the Super Bowl, part of me will be really happy for Brett. He is a wonderful, wonderful human being. He like I had the pleasure of him like coming to speak to like high school football Bible studies a couple times and he's a he's great a good guy. guy. Beloved by everyone in Nashville. I would be incredibly happy that he would get a Super Bowl ring, but it would also break my heart to know that we couldn't do it for him, and then the year that he leaves, he gets one. He'll be remembered as an Eagle. But more so, I just—I really don't like the Eagles. They've been frustrating me all year. I don't like A.J. <laughs> Brown. I think that they've been fortunate on this Super Bowl run. I think that they've been overhyped, but like, it's hard to even make that argument because they continue to win, and I mean, it's hard to argue against winning. Like, I want the Chiefs to win. I, I really too. like Jalen Hurts. As oh, an individual, love Jalen Hurts. I love him. I love Devonte Smith as an individual. I used to like AJ Brown a whole lot. Um, Jason Kelsey, um, the left tackle, the entire uh, offensive I, line, just the entire offensive line. I love those guys. Making a Christmas Derek album. Barnett. I'm a big fan of him. Fletcher Cox, great dude. Big fan. Like I like a lot of these guys, but for some reason, I just really dislike the Eagles. Um, and I don't even really like the Chiefs or their players all that much either. Very likable quarterback matchup, though. That's yeah, back to back years. Great quarterback matchup. Great quarterback matchup. Uh, um, I I'm for the Chiefs. I think the Eagles will win, though. I, I'm putting it out there. I think the Chiefs win by like two touchdowns. Like I don't really? think we're getting a close Super Bowl. Really? I've already bet an alternate line of of Chiefs minus thirteen and a half. See, I'm in the boat where I'm not cheering for the Eagles, but I think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I can tell you this: I'm most excited for Chris Stapleton's national anthem. Oh, I didn't know and that. And Rihanna at halftime. Rihanna at halftime is going to be electric. Can't wait to see and the set list. Honestly, I don't even need playing. to watch the Super Bowl. I just need to watch the the Burger King Super Bowl commercial because they got one. I don't know. I mean, I think we're all just on the edge of our seat, right? Whopper, whopper. Whatever song they drop on on Super Bowl Sunday. There's a lot of pressure to deliver, but I, it's got to be excellence. I believe in them. Yeah. I fully believe in them. They've been doing it all season long. 
providing. What if they like? What if this is the finale? They we just get, announced we're done. We're closing all of our stores. We just get like a, <laughs> I mean, of the song era. Maybe they get out before it's too late. Maybe yeah. Maybe they'll uh, like third. What, what's it like? Like what if they just buy a minute long spot and just create a minute long Whopper song? They break the fourth it wall. Once. What's it called? Like you break the fourth wall, and they just like the song like drowns out and then something happens. I don't know. Maybe you just see people on a couch like watching a, a it, like zooms out and there's people on a couch and they like just finished watching the Burger Hypnotized. King commercial and then they start singing the Whopper song. I think we need to pitch this to Burger King. We've got something going We've here. We definitely got something going. Um, anyway, one NFL game left. Did you see that they've been warning restaurant workers in Lake Scottsdale and in the Arizona about, area that's about like, potential hey, Eagle fans going be crazy? Ready what you're in for? Yeah, you are, I, I would probably quit. Oh. I would probably, based on the stories that you hear. Of Save like, yourself and your establishment. The stories that you hear from the last two Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowls in Minneapolis and Jacksonville sound like nightmares. Like full yeah. on, like, nightmare nightmares. Those people are on a different level. Tossing cars, just flipping over cars. Yeah. People of Scottsdale. Breaking stuff. And, and you know what else is happening in Scottsdale that weekend? Ooh, uh. Tennessee baseball, the waste no, management open the week a- after. Yes. You know the golf tournament where people will get there to get in line at three in the morning. Yeah. and black out. Can we get every Eagles fans? The tournament. Can we let Eagles You're fans go? Me, like that in itself is like one of the biggest parties of the year in Scottsdale. Now we're getting waste management, Eagles fans. Scottsdale together. chaos this week, chaotic week for Scottsdale. It's gonna burn. Anyway. Um, Right after the Super Bowl, one of my favorite parts of this offseason is free agency time. Free agency time. And friend of the station, Jordan DeJani, over at CBS Sports, uh, wrote an article this morning. One player each team should prioritize signing in the offseason. Some of these, he said, are dream scenarios. Others are underrated pieces that fit a team scheme. Come at a cheaper rate. Uh, salary cap restrictions taken into account. I want to get your opinion on some of these. Okay. One that stood out to me, Buffalo Bills running back Saquon Barkley. Really? Mentions that, you know, the Bills, one of the best teams in the NFL, but one piece away, and, you know, you try to look at what that one piece could be, maybe it's a star running back. Is it? That's what I'm asking you. I don't think so. I mean, do they run the ball? That did they run the ball that much? And I mean, their quarterback runs the ball a healthy amount. Um, I mean, maybe you use them in the pass game more. Like you, you want a guy who can you know be that option for Josh Allen just to pitch it on over to a guy like a like a Saquon who then can make something happen. Saquon's a great talent, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, so maybe that you know they get him and they kind of change up some of their offensive game plan. But I feel like. Again, like for maybe how much Saquon is worth, you're you're basically saying this is it's like the 49ers. Like when they brought in McCaffrey, they're like, all right, this is our year. Like we're going all in. Like we think this piece is going to take us over the edge. And McCaffrey was a game changer, but they still didn't get the Super Bowl because um, they didn't have a quarterback. So maybe maybe it is the fitting piece that, that offense needs. But I don't know. I feel like in my opinion, that's not necessarily going to make them all of a sudden you know, Super Bowl favorites again. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I think the Bills, 
and and what they're missing is it's less about having a running back and more about having a willingness to run the football. Like I think that they could benefit from just as trying to establish the run a little bit further. And sure, Saquon could help out in that, but you know you, you don't have you're gonna have to pay you are paying Josh Allen. You don't have the luxury of like rookie quarterback contract. I don't think you can also go out and spend sixteen million on Saquon Barkley, fifteen million, fourteen million, even if you can get him at a discount. Instead, you know, just use a luxury pick. Draft Bijan Robinson. Draft Jameer Gibbs. Like I think that could go a little bit further. You know, a little bit better for you. There's a lot of good rookie running backs out there these days. Right. I mean, there are. See you that even, guy from you can Tulane. Even target, yeah, Tajay Spears. Like you could even target like a Tony Pollard. I know he's coming Ooh. off of a surgery, but like that could be an interesting fit there, especially with his would hate to see receiving that. ability. Would um, be sad. What about our guy Sean Tucker from Syracuse? He's tweeting about every game. Is he going to get drafted? Let that man get out of upstate New York. He deserves something uh, better. <laughs> that's true. He's right close Let to home. Let that man get, get free from He's upstate He's right New York. close to home. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, he suggests one Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, another wide receiver definitely is a priority, I guess. Um you know, I wouldn't be upset. I mean, that would be a great wide receiver, two or three, to compliment CD. I didn't see really – he had some flashes with Kansas City, but not really maybe the year he people thought he would have teaming up with Pat Mahomes. Now that Chiefs offense has a lot of movement, a lot of pieces to it. They got Kadarius Tony halfway through the year. But Juju definitely is a, a, a very sturdy receiver, sure hands. I wouldn't want to spend a fortune on him. There is uh, there's one thing on this list that does scare me a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers, Deron Payne. Okay. If you add Deron Payne to the defensive line with TJ Watt yeah. and Hayward Highsmith and, and to it and whatever else, like that should be illegal. That would be a crime. I think the Steelers would like legitimately become a playoff team again. With, well, they uh, were almost there. Tackle because, again, they were almost there. Uh, for what it's worth, suggest the Buccaneers snag Jimmy Garoppolo, which would be kind of a funny, <laughs> funny follow-up from Tom Brady. Yeah, those two to say yeah. line. Uh, it makes sense, I guess. His recommendation for the Titans: Cam Sutton, bringing a Tennessee okay. man home. Said that he's coming off his NFL best season. Titans have a need at quarterback corner or strap for cash wouldn't cost as much like you know as much as like Jamel Dean or, or James Bradbury but he can play the slot well. I'd be a fan of that. I, I think I don't know. I feel like the Titans have more of a need for an outside corner than a slot corner. But I I'm always down to bring bring a boy home. Uh, Odell to the Patriots was an interesting suggestion as well. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, very interesting there. Him and Bill also, Belichick. Also brought up Jesse Bates to the Jags. I please, wow. please don't do that. Please wow. don't do that, Jacksonville. That's not fun. I that don't would be do crazy. That. Um, Did he just sign a big contract, or was that Sam Hubbard that signed that contract? Yeah, I don't. I, I think. I don't think so. Anyway, maybe the most interesting suggestion of all of these, though, the one I want to leave you with. This guy probably going to get franchise tags. So this probably isn't actually going to end up happening, but. If he doesn't, it's going to be one of the biggest free agency tracking, whatever, signings, availabilities that we've seen in, in NFL 
recent history. Can I guess? Yeah. Well, at what position? It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. And you said he might get franchise tagged. Probably will. Um, Andy, it's Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah. Where do you think that this ideal landing spot that has been suggested is? Uh, uh, Las Vegas, right? The Atlanta Falcons. Whoa. That could be fun. I mean, with the personality that Lamar has, I think it's it's such a fun, like, infectious, just, you know, it's the kind of guy that you really yeah. like to get behind. I think that would mesh with the city of Atlanta really well. I think he would mesh with Arthur Smith okay. really well. And just the rest I mean, of the Falcons like, offense with, like, Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Like, yeah. I think that that, is, that would be – I mean, Beautiful you compare you you compare Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson to each other a lot. Why not, you know, go to Atlanta where Michael Vick made his name? Just I hope that Lamar can, well, unless he comes to the AFC, then I hope or stays in the AFC. Then I hope he doesn't. But if you went to the NFC, I would just I would hope that he could develop an arm like Michael Vick was able to. And yeah, once Michael Vick, Michael Vick really started to be able to throw the football well. You know, year like three or four, and he even developed to the point like later in his career when in those Eagles days, like he could sit in the pocket and. Just be that dude. That would be very interesting to see that. But I think that, that would one, fit well. That one really stood out to me. Just, I don't know, the idea of, like, Lamar and Cordero and Kyle Pitts and just those athletes and, like, what you could do with that creatively with a very, very creative guy like Arthur Smith, intriguing. I was about to say Calvin Ridley, but I forget he is on the Jaguars. Yeah, that's just a fun <laughs> thing. We couldn't even guard Zay Jones. And now you they had Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley. Most NFL teams, we couldn't. We hey, couldn't do it. Zay Jones is good. We couldn't guard Evan Ingram. We couldn't guard. I love Zay Jones as a draft prospect. So, Christian Kirk. Uh, we That's couldn't a guard, really yeah. good receiving room now. Kirk Ingram, Jones, Ridley. Ooh. Good googly muggly. ETN. Oh. A lot of weapons there for Mr. Trevor. Oh, man, I just want to go to hour two. It's coming up next here on the Blitz.